there's few Bibles uh, in front of you, uh, down below, uh, that you can pull up. Uh, so we'll be reading out of Psalm 40. Psalm 40, it's page 553 to 554. Some of you have them, some of you don't, sorry. Um, Psalm 40. And then Mary, you will be praying after that. Good morning, dear family. Let's see what God has to say in his big book today. My help and my deliverer. To the choir master, a psalm of David. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. In sacrifice and offering, you have not been delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is written is within my heart. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. Behold, I have not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. As for you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercy from me. Your steadfast love and your faithfulness will ever preserve me. For evils have encompassed me beyond number. My iniquities have overtaken me and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. My heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let those be put to shame and disappointed altogether who seek to snatch away my life. Let those be turned back and brought to dishonor who delight in my heart. Let those be appalled because of their shame who say to me, Aha! Aha! But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, Great is the Lord! As for me... I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, oh my God. Let's bow our heads. Our dear Father, I thank you so much for your written word. 
so that we, without any kind of question, can know for sure what you have to say. I thank you for your Holy Spirit, which helps us understand that and interpret it. I thank you for this beautiful psalm, the fact that you incline your heart toward us. You bend down with your listening ear, and you hear us when we speak. I thank you that that's right now, that you're listening, that you've bent down, and you're hearing us in Eatonville Baptist Church. I thank you, Father, that your works are wonderful and that your thoughts toward us are innumerable. You open our ears, and I pray that you do that, and I thank you because our ears are so often stopped by the busyness and by our own personal wishes and desires. So, God, we ask that you open up our ears today and that you will. You are righteous. You are faithful. You are our Savior. You are truth. You are love. You are are the loving kindness that you demonstrate to us never, ever ends. I know in this chapter it talks about the psalmist who says, I have proclaimed the good news among the congregation. So right now, Father God, I want to thank you for your word and that even the privilege of speaking to you this morning along with the congregation here, that we proclaim your good news that we don't restrain our lips here with one another or before you, that we don't hide your love in our hearts, but speak it and show it, that we don't conceal your truth, but all that is revealed. And I thank you, God, that you do that. You are an amazing, amazing God. And we want to proclaim all those things that you are, that we know you to be. And I really thank you, God, because we are just like this psalmist, not just proclaiming your goodness, and that right now I not just want to proclaim your goodness and your faithfulness and your love and your truth, but, Father God, you do all that despite the fact that we are as he was, that we're needy, we're poor, that we sin, that we're overwhelmed. But I thank you, Lord, that despite that, that you think upon us, every single person. Thank you that you are our help, that you are our deliverer. And I praise you. I thank you for all that you are. I look forward to further praise that will be brought forth from the lips of others who love you today. And may you invade this place, not only incline, but Father God, that your Holy Spirit dwells within us and is in this holy congregation. Thank you that we bear your name, Christ, and that you saved us. In all of this, I pray, because of who you are, not because of who I am, by your goodness, by your salvation, by your mediation, by your forgiveness. I thank you for all this. Amen. Amen. So we are moving into a time of focusing in on the persecuted church. I'm going to ask Lane, there's a video that we're going to play at this time. Uh, then I have a passage of scripture, and then there'll be a PowerPoint that will lead us through times of prayer. So, Lane, if you would play that video at this time. To 
Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him I will trust. We received this calling from the Lord, and the Lord has got a purpose for us as a family to live out our love for Him, our love for the Africans, to serve, and here we are. God, take our lives and make with us whatever you find pleasant and, and good in your purpose. So it was a normal day for us, and Vanya just went to the office, and he was teaching that morning. Actually, that was the routine every day. And for the children, if they didn't have a weekend or didn't interact with their friends, they were doing schoolwork. Both of them have got a deep walk with the Lord, and there's this hunger for the Lord that's very precious. And they are growing. They are growing in their faith day by day. And it's wonderful to be their mom and experience how they are growing. Um, and living their lives for the Lord in a place like Afghanistan. The most wonderful thing that Theron can do for his child is to bring him up in the Lord's way so that he knows who his Creator is and that he can have a loving relationship with the Lord and live a life for that purpose. <laughs> I've asked myself many times in the past, Lord, is this really where you want us? Because of all the difficulties, the challenges, we can lose our lives in time for the Lord. When I look at that in the spiritual realm, I know that He will not take us to a place like Afghanistan and just dump us there and He doesn't have a plan and a purpose for that. So I know 100% that we are in the right place, that we are obedient to the calling. I would tell my children, um, John Pierre and Ruday, you will face a very difficult day today, um, and I'm not going to be there to help you, and Daddy is also not going to be there to help you. But Jesus is going to be there to help you through this, and He will be there. He promised never to leave us and all of
I believe they are in front of the Lord's throne, worshipping and praising Him, glorifying Him. And that they are just waiting for me to finish the race as well. The Apostle Paul wrote to the believers and encourages the believers of his day, pray at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. We're going to take this time, and there's going to be a slide presentation. It's just a PowerPoint. It's just going to lead us through some points of, of prayer. I just encourage you to pray out loud. Pray to the Lord today. Pray for these people in these particular countries that are listed, and then I'll close this just after a little bit here. Lift your voices before the Lord. Father, as we continue to pray, and Lord, as we lift up folks around the world, Lord, Ethiopia, Iran, Afghanistan, Lord, 
Uh, Lord, we know that there are people that are living for you, walking, knowing full well that today might be their very last day. Lord, husbands and wives that say goodbye to each other for the, maybe for the very last time. Uh, God, we, we lift up moms and dads, young people, children that are walking with you. Lord, living for you, serving you, seeking you. Father, that they are not afraid to be bold uh, to share their faith with their friends, knowing full well, Lord, that it may cost them their very lives. Father, we ask, Lord, that as we uh, are here in America, Lord, sometimes we have, uh, Lord, unfortunately, we have been accustomed to our, our freedoms so much, Lord, that we forget that, Lord, the price that you paid through your son Christ came at the greatest cost of all. And Lord, that you ask us now to follow you, to give up our lives for you, to seek you first above all things. So God, we ask, Lord, that whether it's in these other countries that we are lifting up and will continue to lift up, or uh, Lord, right here in our home, in our, in our, our town, Father, in our country, Lord, we lift up uh, the body of Christ, believers, Lord, that are seeking you, uh, Lord, that are living for you, Lord, that you would strengthen. Lord, for those of us that maybe have gone astray, God, bring us back. God, bring us back in line with you. So, Lord, we ask uh, all these things now in Jesus' wonderful and precious name. God, thanking you for, uh, Lord, believers all around the world. Lord, uh, Lord, a group of believers that one day will be re reunited uh, together with you in heaven. And we look forward to that day. God, we ask these things in your name. Amen. I'm going to ask Dennis Staub if he would come forward, and he's going to introduce two folks, uh, Doug and Hillary Kennedy, for membership. It will turn on. He'll, he'll, he'll get it. He'll get it. Justin will get it. Justin will turn it on from back there. It's on. It's already on. It's on. Yeah. yeah. Doug and Hillary, you want to come yeah. up, please? Technology. I'm the old pencil and pocket knife. They got us out of Brazil one year. Computer crash at the airport. They couldn't fill out the form, so it's a, they borrowed my pocket knife to sharpen their pencil. Uh, I'd like to introduce Doug and Hillary Kennedy. Uh, they've come in here, been coming for, oh gosh, a little over seven months now. I've uh, been very active in uh, all the op opportunities we have here to serve, and they have requested to become members. So in that process, they get to give their testimonies. And you lost a draw. Doug gets to go first. Yes. <laughs> uh, Doug. Hi, good morning. Uh, I'd like to give our testimony of our personal experience with God in our lives. Um, start with, uh, I grew up in a small town and uh, from in a Christian family, I 
had went to uh, Christian school from kindergarten through third grade. Um, I kind of fell out of it and just led my worldly life and till about uh, my 30s then I decided well I'm gonna give it a shot and follow Christ and bought Bibles for the family and um, I believe that I was saved just from what my family and everyone had said, um, you know, well, if you believe Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, you could say that. And so I thought, well, I'm good to go, you know. Um, this, in the, when I was in my 30s, uh, I decided to follow Christ, and I bought a new Bible for everyone, and I uh, was baptized, started reading scripture, um, and then it didn't last long. And I went right back into living in sin and the worldly things that follow along with it, including a really bad alcohol abuse problem. Um, it got really bad. I ended up uh, about a year ago, and I had thrown the Bible. <laughs> They're a little heavy. Ended up throwing the Bibles in the garbage, just saying, you know, you don't want nothing to do with me, and I don't want nothing to do with you either. And uh, that was a pretty bad moment in my life, but, and I was doing all the damage that goes along with alcoholism to the family. But then one day on Saturday on the 14th of last year, I woke up completely different. I had no desire for alcohol. The only thing that I had a desire was to be close to God. And that's it. I didn't know what happened to me. It actually it scared me. Um, uh, so I went online. I started Googling what is going on. Because this is not how I was brought up or how I was taught. Um, started watching sermons and just praying. And thankfully the Holy Spirit guided me to the right pastors. Um, it's been teaching me along the way. Um, and just a lot of praying and a lot of trying to do away with sin. And um, he has completely changed our, our lives as a family. Um, but yeah, there's just, I don't know what else I can say to, he owns me and <laughs> I'm, I'm his servant forever. I, there's just, I have no way to repay that. Um, but 
And he's also led me here to you great people that I've met so far. It's it's just been absolutely wonderful. Um, and that is God's glory on us. Y'all, yeah, definitely. I've got it marked on the calendar. <laughs> it was strange, though, the, that it just, it was instant. Um, it was about a week after I had given up. And it, yeah, it changed us forever. All right, I'll let you. And I can attest to that. We are not uh, newlyweds. I've been in love with this man since I was 14, and I'm 45. We'll be celebrating 25 years married this July. Um, but my testimony, I'm Hillary uh, Kennedy, and I have kind of a different experience being a preacher's kid. I know we've got some PKs out there. Um, it gives you a different kind of experience because you are completely surrounded by God. My father was also a chaplain in the United States Army for 30 years, so we did that Monday through Friday, and then he had a church since the day I was born, and we had a church on the weekend, so there was no confusion to me about God. I've been asked, if you ever doubted God? Not a day in my life have I doubted the presence of God. I've learned through my relationship with God that God is patient. He is long-suffering. I thought as a preacher's kid, maybe I kind of had a foot in the door. You know, I knew the Bible. Um, I was taught at an early age what sin was. I knew what repentance was. I was baptized at nine. But I did not know the real value of when God talks about building your house, you can build it on sand and you can build it on rock. Either way, the rain's coming. And either way, the wind is coming. And if you're a Christian, in my case, it came very strong. I was, in a way, spiritually orphaned. And when I went to college, my dad went and mom went up to Alaska. I had no family here. I'm a September baby. So I just turned 18, and I went to the Evergreen State College, where being Christian was not cool. Um, I was constantly persecuted, being called out, how could I believe in science and be a Christian at the same time? How could God exist, and how can you believe in him was almost a daily fight that I did at my college. And I graduated and made a lot of new Christian friends there. But that was just the very beginning of a lot of my suffering. Um, I started my career, and I found out when I wanted to have a family that I had endometriosis very, very bad. Uh, I had the worst kind you could have. The inside of my pelvic cavity was like a cobweb. It took five surgeries to completely remove every female organ that I have inside of my body. That was at the age of 40. Long-suffering, not knowing what's going on with your body. Being 45 and being on Social Security disability because I cannot hear in my left ear. When I had surgery in March of 2017 
for my last surgery to remove my ovary. Two weeks later, on the 27th, I woke up completely deaf. No hearing at all in my left ear. And replaced was tinnitus that you cannot explain the intrusiveness of it. It never shuts up. You go fishing, it's there. You're in the shower, it's there. And it's not the tinnitus on the movies that just has a ring. No, it has five to six different pitches. And it goes up and down like I'm in a rainforest. But do you know who is there with me? God is there with me. No matter what I've, whoa. No matter what I've been through, God has always been there. Um, when I don't think he should have been, he has followed me down into the deepest, darkest path where there is absolutely no light. You have no hope. You've lost the will to live. God will find you there too. And he will build you up the way he wants you to be and take your broken pieces like they do in Asia and paint them with gold so that your brokenness becomes your strength. Because now I don't think I can meet somebody who can tell me that they've been as far down as I've been. And yes, God finds you, and he will chase you. You can't run away from him. You can't hide behind a bush. He, you can't get too dirty, or he won't pick you up and clean you off. God is real. All those stories that you've heard, they are all real. That's it for me. Amen. And you didn't even need these. No. Cool. We were prepared. She had, you know, they had to give this. This is your third time? You know, having to yeah. give your testament second time. But uh, it gets easier, doesn't it? It does. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, they have met with uh, the elder myself in the elder board. And we, I, at this time, on behalf of the elder board, I... Uh, entertain a motion to accept Doug and Hillary as membership. So moved. And a second? Seconded. Uh, so all in favor? Say aye. Opposed? Sorry, you got to do that. All right. Welcome to the family. All right, I told you there was a lot on the plate today. So this is kind of going in and out. So I'm going to invite uh, Carrie and Caleb and Lucas and Matthew to come up at this time. Uh, and they have their whole fan base with them today too. So. so I have to just share a quick little story. Um, they are going to be moving. And they, they uh, Caleb and, and Lucas especially, I can't remember Matthew, but... Uh, uh, have been a part of our, our summer camps, and uh, we usually do a baptism on one of the days at camp, and uh, they've wanted to get baptized at camp, and also we didn't have camp this last summer, and then they're moving, and uh, and so they, Carrie called up and said, hey, could we, the boys would really like to be baptized, and uh, and so we met with them, uh, I met with them uh, two weeks ago Wednesday, and uh, so I'm just going to let them tell their story, uh, Caleb, just how you came to Christ and what that means to you to be baptized. 
Good morning. Uh, <laughs> sat camp. I've gone to camp my whole life. Uh, just listening to Dan preach the gospel every morning. It made me realize I was missing something. And Uh, so then I gave my life to Christ. Uh, baptism means to me public demonstration of giving my life to Christ. Amen. Nice job. All right. All right. So Lucas and Matthew, uh, uh, as we were talking, I'll just share this. So they all met with me and then, uh, uh, so can I just say this for you, Lucas? So at, at some point then I said, well, Lucas, you, you, you want to be baptized. But then I said, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? And what did you say? But what did you say the first time? Nothing. He said no, right? He, well, you did. You shook your head. No, I haven't accepted Christ. Okay. So anyway, so then uh, and Matthew was the same. And uh, uh, so, uh, so I shared the gospel again with them. And... Uh, uh, so Matthew, why don't you come up here? Okay, you're all right. You're all right. So, so one of the things that I'll just share with this is that I said, well, we're going to pray. So then I said, so I explained the gospel again, and and uh, Lucas and Matthew said, well, I want to receive Jesus Christ as my personal Savior because obviously you got to do that before you're baptized. So, so did you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? All right. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what when we prayed. When we prayed, he prayed louder than the rest of the family. <laughs> so, Carrie, um, what happened to you that day? Well, um, I kind of just sat there and realized I had never been baptized, and I wanted to experience it with the boys, and I wanted to give my public demonstration that I've accepted Christ. Okay. All right. So uh, so today we're going to do that. This is a family matter today. And uh, so we prayed all together, and uh, and. It was just fun just to, to hear them receive Christ and to, to then to publicly testify of this today. So um, so we're gonna uh, uh, we're gonna step into the water, all right? And uh, and, and uh, uh, Caleb, I'm gonna start with you because I know Caleb's the one that kind of just kicked all this off to get it started. So. All right, so Caleb, have you received the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Yes, you have. Then upon your profession of faith, it gives us great privilege today to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of his death, raised in the likeness of his resurrection. Go ahead and sit down. So, Lucas, it's been fun to have you be a part of camp and venture club and kids club. And so you've received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Okay, then upon your profession of faith, baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
<laughs> she wants to get baptized in a hurry. All right. So, Carrie, it was fun just uh, to be with you and, and uh, to hear you talk and to say, you know, I've never done this myself, and I want to do this, and just that what a privilege it is to do this with your son. So you've received the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Then upon your profession of faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. All right. Matthew wants to steal the show. <laughs> go ahead, Nim. Go ahead and step in there, buddy. There you go. So when we prayed for salvation, I'm telling you what, this boy just prayed out loud, super loud. I'm going, okay, Lord, he's professing his faith right now. So, Matthew, upon your profession of faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, bud. The family of God. Let's stand. No hugging. No hugging. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood. Joined hands with Jesus as we travel this side. For I'm part of the family, the family of God. And you may be seated. And all God's people said? We only have 35 minutes to go. No, just <laughs> so just one of the things as we move forward, and, and we've been going through uh, our catechism questions, and on our family Sunday, it's our reminder of those questions. And right now, we're in the section that deals with uh, redemption, God's plan for salvation, God saving us from our desperate need uh, to for Him, and that only He in Christ alone can save us. So. Uh, Tom's going to lead the catechism questions and the answers, and then we'll be singing uh, songs after each of these questions. What a great day this is. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Amen. So our, our question today, our first question in review is, what else does Christ's death redeem? Hmm. We'd like to answer this together, please. Hmm. Christ's death the, is the, the beginning, beginning of, of the, the redemption, redemption and, renewal and renewal of every part of fallen creation. As he powerfully directs all things for his own glory and creation's good. And our short answer, say it together as well, every part of fallen creation. Our scriptures that supports this is from Colossians 1, 19 to 20. And let's say this together as well. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. So just a reminder as before we sing this song that the, the saving of sinners is at the very heart of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the fountainhead, if you will. The, uh, and from this fountainhead flows a mighty river, uh, one full of redemption and healing power for Every square inch of the cosmos, not just us, but the entire universe, amen, that it will all be restored. 
through God's gracious work, his efforts, a people and indeed a whole creation are freed. So the, just a reminder for us, the restoration and redemption that we groan for at salvation is what you and I will see come to completion when God makes everything new. Not just you, not just me, but the entire world, the entire universe. Do we look forward to that day? Until that day, we the number of things have been shared in testimony that, that uh, really reflect in the song that we're going to see, uh, Reckless Love. Let's sing it together.
shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after you. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. question are all people just as they were lost through Adam saved through Christ and our answer together is no, no only those, those who are elected by, by God and united, and united to Christ, Christ by faith, faith. nevertheless God, God in his mercy demonstrates common grace even to those who are not elect by restraining the effects of sin and enabling works of culture for human well-being. And our short answer together, no, only those who are elected by God and united to Christ by faith. Romans 5.17 says, For if, because of one man's trespasses, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. So as we reflect on these, these questions, one of the things that's really tough, the reality that not every person will be saved is a very, very tough pill to swallow. But I want you to listen to the words of a person who prayed 
that speak to these very thoughts. It's a reflection, and it says this. Sovereign Savior, uh, there is salvation in no one but you, and you save everyone who calls upon your name. But we would never have called upon you if you had not brought us from death to life. We do not fully understand your electing love, but we confess that neither we nor anyone else deserves it. God's call to salvation invites you and I to humble praise, not arrogant questioning of his sovereign, of his sovereign plan. Our salvation calls us to praise. Join us in singing this morning because he lives.
you said. Amen. As we continue then with question 28. What happens after death to those not united to Christ by faith? Our answer together. At the day of judgment, they will receive the fearful but just sentence of condemnation pronounced against them. They will be cast out from the favorable presence of God into hell to be justly and grievously punished forever. Our short answer. They will be cast out from the presence of God into hell to be punished punished forever. From John 3:16 to 1836. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. Again, we cannot understand God's love until we understand the reality of God's wrath. God's wrath is a settled, controlled opposition and hatred of anything that is destroying what he loves. That's what God's wrath is all about. There is only one person who is worthy of pleading our case before God, and that is Jesus Christ, our Lord. The real issue is not about about a loving God. how, How could a loving God allow anyone to go to hell? The issue is this. If Jesus would experience hell for you and me, then truly he must be a loving God. Jesus Christ is the only one worthy of all blessing and honor and glory. And that is why we ask the question, is he worthy? And our only answer is he is. Stand with me as we sing this song. Do you feel the world is broken? We do. Do you feel the shadows deepen? We do. But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? We do. Do you wish that you could see it all made We do. Is all creation groaning? It is. Is a new creation nothing? Sing it out. It is. Is the glory of the Lord to be the light within our midst? It is. 
is it good that we remind ourselves of this? It is. Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal? And open the scroll, the Lion of Judah, who conquered the grave. He is David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave. Is he worthy? Is he worthy? Of all blessing and honor and glory, is He worthy of this? He is. Does the Father truly love us? He does. Does the Spirit move among us? He does. And does Jesus, our Messiah, forever those He loves? He does. Does our God intend to dwell again? Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The Lion of Judah, who conquered the grave, he is David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave from every people and tribe, every nation and tongue. He has made us a kingdom and priest to God to reign with the Son. Is He worthy? Is He worthy? Of all blessing and
remain standing as we continue with our last catechism. How can we be saved? Joyfully answer together. Only by faith in Jesus Christ and in his substitutionary atoning death on the cross. So even though we are guilty of having disobeyed God and are still inclined to all evil, nevertheless, God, without any merit of our own, but only by pure grace, imputes to us the perfect righteousness of Christ when we repent and believe in him. And our short answer, only by faith in Jesus Christ and in his substitutionary atoning death on the cross. Our last scripture for the day, Ephesians 2, 8. Through nine. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Folks, Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ alone, is the object of your salvation. Amen? He is the object. It is only faith in Him that we are made right with God. Only by faith in him, that we were made right with God. God's saving grace is the invitation for Christ to be our Lord and our Savior. And as we stand and conclude with this song right before communion, come thou fount, come thou king. What an invitation it is. Come thou fount of every blessing. Tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing. Call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet. Sung by flaming flames above. Praise the loud I fixed upon it. Sound of thy redeeming love. I was lost in utter darkness till you came and rescued me. I was bound by all my sin when your love came and set my soul can sing a new song. Now my heart has found a home. Now your grace is always with me, and I'll never be alone. Come now,
to grace, how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a feather, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Come thou fount, come thou king, come thou precious grace of peace. Hear your bride to you we sing. Come thou fountain of blessing. As we come into our time of communion, you'll notice that there are tables that are set in the aisle. And we're just going to invite that you come. And as uh, you come, you are receiving the bread and the cup together. You can take them together at the same time. And here's what we are saying to you. This is uh, the cup, uh, the, the body represent the, the bread represents the body of Jesus Christ, which is given for you. And the cup represents the new covenant in his blood. And he says, as often as you drink it, you remember me. You remember him, he says. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. In baptism, we proclaim that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died for us. Amen? In communion, we identify that it is his death in grace alone, through Christ alone, that saved us. And we're identifying with his death for us. So one of the things as we step into this time, and Tom and Jason will be playing in the background, I just invite you to come. Uh, and uh, either we, I will give it to you, uh, or dads, uh, you can give it to your families if you want to, and you can participate. Obviously, you're going to have to take your mask off while you're doing this to participate and and so we just ask that you would just uh, come and partake. Please remember, taking communion, being baptized, do not save us. They're symbolic of what's already been done in our lives. So I just want to give this invitation. If you are here today and you've never received the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then don't wait. You have seen God testify today, amen? You have seen him, uh, what he has done for you. We have sung about it. We have read about it. Admit that you are living your life prone to wander, prone to leave God. You, are, you have walked away from God and you are just saying, God, I believe that you sent your son to die on the cross for me. I believe that he paid the price for my sin completely and fully on the cross. And Lord, now I, I ask, Lord, I believe in what he has done for me. I believe that he died. I believe that he rose again. And Lord, I am now asking you to be my Lord and my Savior. Do that right in the quietness of your heart.
so that as God invites all of us to be a part of this family, that you would do that with him. So we're just going to step into our, our places and, and uh, distribute communion. So we invite you to come and, uh, and participate in this time of communion.
Well, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for being a part of our family today. And I know this is a little longer than normal, but uh, truly we have seen the body of Christ today. Amen. We have seen him. We've experienced his love, his forgiveness. We have, uh, we have participated together in testimony and song and in word. Uh, God is truly rich and full. So again, we want to say thank you. Uh, thank you to the Forziak family for being here for, uh, for baptism today, for Doug and Hillary. Um, Doug and Hillary, uh, if you want later on, you can stand out there and people can just shake your hand and welcome you to the family. Uh, so again, just uh, we're so grateful for uh, all that's happened. I'm just going to close in prayer. Then uh, we're going to we're going to sing a song. If you want to stay in here and sing again with us, come now, Fount. You're more than welcome to. Uh, there's coffee and stuff out there. Just fellowship together as we continue. Remember the sign-ups that are out there, Thanksgiving and the, and the five days to new marriage. Uh, just remember and the, all the other things that are out there. So um, let, me, let me just close this in prayer, and then we're going to sing. Lord God, we come before you right now. Lord, the great and mighty God of heaven and earth, the creator of all things. Lord, the one who knows us better than we know ourselves. Lord, the, the one who uh, knew our unformed substance when we were still in our mother's womb. Father, the one who knows our days, our beginning and our end. Father, the one whose thoughts for us outnumber the sands of the sea. Father, we come to you and we give you praise and we give you glory and honor because, Lord, you're the only one that deserves it. God, we are here only because of your amazing, loving grace that you so richly lavish upon us. Lord, not when we were better, not when we were okay, but when we were still enemies of the cross, of Jesus Christ, of you. So God, we want to say thank you and we give you praise and we give you glory. Uh, Lord, we shout hallelujah. Lord, that you, Lord, are our God, our Lord and our Savior. So we want to say thank you for today. Thank you for for being with us today, for ministering to us and sharing with us today. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you want to stand, we're going to sing, and you're welcome to go out if you want, but we're going to sing, Come Thou Found.
Seal it, seal it. For 